0: Howdy ho, listener, and welcome back to General Snobbery. Hooey, there has been a lot going on. Semesters ending, episodes recording, and last week even saw the official launching of General Snobbery Productions through its very first short film, a postmodern sports epic called The Croquet Kid. A million thanks to Greg Buckman, Andrew Wilson, and David Spitz for their massive commitment of time and generosity of spirit. Stay tuned for its posting in the coming days, oh dearest of listeners. Today, however, we have quite the treat for you. For on today's episode, Matt and I have with us a special guest. Get ready for...
1: Amanda Amanda (sighs) pumpkins.
0: If you don't know who she is, then apparently you don't follow us on social media, which is something you might, uh, reconsider... At General Snobbery, Amanda has been a devoted listener for some time, and always she delights us with her brilliant tweets of pics and gifts, suggesting such adherence to the snobbering path. Plenty of introduction occurs in the episode to come, where we had the chance to meet Amanda for the first time and ride the fateful ship of James Cameron's Titanic all the way to Iceberg and beyond. San Francisco, right?
2: Uh, I just moved from San Francisco to Berkeley. Mm. Mm. Oh, nice. Because mm. I lived in the city, the middle of the city, and it was horrid. I'm not a city person, and it turns ah. out. So yeah. it's a little bit more – well, it's not like a suburb here. It's more like a town, a little college town. So it's nice.
3: Nice. And are, yeah. are you currently in school? Is that right? Or
2: I just uh, graduated. Took a hey, long time, congrats. But – Congratulations. I, I got my BA. Awesome. Nice. In philosophy.
1: Ooh, all right. <laughs> oh,
0: cool. Yeah.
2: So, nice. so
0: you get our dumb philosophy jokes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get like all of them.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> nice. That's we, very cool. We encourage as many philosophy jokes as you'd like today.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a requirement. More.
2: i reading glasses back on if I do that. So I like, look pretentious. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Don't worry. You can just pretend you have them on because I I actually can't see you anyway. So oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend you're wearing them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Congratulations. I know. I'm sure it was a stressful week, judging by your Elmo on on fire uh, Twitter thing. Um, I was gonna call oh, that- it a, a gif, but I don't know if you're a gif it, person.
2: It's it's a it's a gif, even though yeah, it's a it's either. I yeah. <laughs> have, it, but that's it wasn't to represent like. Bad things. It's 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 like rise. Let ah. the fire rise and oh, consume us uh, all.
3: Hmm. Ah, very, very, <laughs> very much. Explosion. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Very Dark night Three or what was that? Called? Dark Knight Rise. <laughs> dark Knight three. three. Rise, rise, Elmo.
2: El, um, yeah, Elmo rises.
3: Elmo rises.
2: The, <laughs> I'm gonna work with the Jim Hansen company, and we're gonna write that <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs>
3: i would definitely see that (laughs) yeah me too i i I love that idea oh yeah go ahead
2: sorry i was like here's a link to a titanic couple degrees separation oh the phantom starring billy zane (gasps) his costume wasn't made by a costume designer it was made by the jim henson company Wow, that's why it looks a little weird. But I don't know if you've seen the Phantom. <laughs> I have
0: seen the Phantom. Yes, I, I have as yeah. well.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's,
0: actually, that's we referenced it's been t- it. Probably twenty years since I've seen the Phantom. But wow, <laughs> oh my well, maybe gosh. not twenty, more like fifteen. But I think it's time for a revisit.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a long time. I haven't seen it in so long.
1: Yeah,
3: I just remember being so intrigued by this idea that. uh he had a gun. He he was like a superhero who wore like a purple suit and he carried a gun and had a skull <laughs> ring. Uh, <laughs> skull ring. There, there, was, there was all of those seemed kind of disjointed. <laughs> but anyway, but like wasn't
2: it. he like didn't like the Phantom like run in the bloodline of I don't know. Anyways,
0: ooh, had another bloodlines it. involved. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you'll you'll have to do an episode on that now. Yeah. You should do like a, a the phantom shadow sort of compare and contrast.
0: Shadow. I don't know That'd shadow. Cool. I need to know I need to know shadow.
2: Oh, yeah, Alec, Alec Baldwin mm. came out at this time. The
0: greatest actor of all time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm I'm so glad we're talking about the Phantom. We we referenced uh the Phantom in an episode. I don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um but it I mean Zane right there you know that's a wonderful connection um yeah like you said anyway I just I just got all Zane Zane just entered my brain and that's you got Zane on the brain yeah sometimes you just get
2: Zane brain I get that like all the time especially when I'm admiring his wigs and especially like
0: in Titanic oh and that wig in Titanic is truly marvelous
2: I think oh. it looks really good when it's moving, but in the still shots, it's so t- tall. It's, it's a very tall. It's <laughs> set like of a here. McDonald's
0: M kind of, like the shape yes. of it. <laughs> so tall. Yeah, it's very tall.
3: <laughs> All I could think of was the t- hamburglar when you said that. <laughs> Zane could play a good hamburglar.
2: <laughs> he would be excellent. He already has the, masks, the mask and the phantom.
3: <laughs> You're right, purple. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel's trying to get together some like very grungy Suicide Squad type of movie. That would be really funny. Maybe the three of us could write it as Suicide, suicide oh, Squad shit. type of movie, but with the McDonald's uh, <laughs> oh, mask. How How is
2: that movie not happening? Oh, grimace, yeah. I don't fucking know.
3: Yeah, Grimace. <laughs> Can you imagine like grim- there was that
2: Mackinney um, <laughs> right? movie, which was like about an alien, and it was um about it was like produced by McDonald's, but I don't think it had the Hamburglar in it
3: really what was yeah. what
2: was the yeah i know i'm dropping like weird no you're, esot- you're That's oh fine. Yeah. I we're all
0: about stuff. the esoteric <laughs> over here yeah absolutely bring it on you know <laughs> just keep expanding the boundaries of possibility <laughs> exactly. for us just pushing it out there <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> so there's a movie produced by mcdonald's
2: i think they were like are they threw a lot of money at it and it's about an alien and I think there's, like, one scene that takes place in a McDonald's. Wow, but that's modest.
3: I, wow, something I, about that sounds very familiar, but I, I just don't know anything else. Hmm. Yeah. Wow.
2: Mac and Me, that's the name of it. Mac and Me?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
0: is
3: wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is awesome! It could
0: use more Zane these days. I mean, yeah. where's, where's the Zane train rolling these days?
2: I don't, I don't know. know. They didn't. They, are they going to put him in the new Mummy?
0: As oh. w- well, you know that's actually not him in the old ones. What? Yeah, it's that's it's very sad, but it's it's just a Zane look alike.
2: I I gotta leave. I gotta go. I have to go Wait. think about this. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs>
3: take a walk kind of kind of hurts when your whole life is just turned upside down doesn't it yeah
2: this just you just change things i know i
3: remember when i first (laughs) learned i was i was upset i that must be a common experience because i I, i'm pretty sure i had that same experience where i just i just thought it was billy zane before i even knew that name you know i was just like oh it's the titanic guy right yeah
2: Wow, does that, like, make us problematic? We? Wow, we got to dissect this. <laughs> oh,
3: you know, yeah. Yeah, seriously.
0: I, thinking, <laughs> I remember... This guy
2: uh, looks like the guy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember my own mother told me that that guy was Billy Zane. And I was at the yeah. age when, like, everything my parents said was fact. And so... Yeah. I was certain. So did she
2: like just turn to you and say that is Billy Zane? I think <laughs> yeah. it was
0: it was something like that. Yeah, it was close. Like, she delivered just like yeah, that. That's Billy yeah. Zane from Titanic. It was oh, it was just that's a, a summer movie where you made me close my eyes during that one scene. I remember. <laughs> i like to think
2: I, that... the first time i saw the mummy i watched it with my eyes closed the entire time because i was afraid of everything as a kid the same with titanic i my eyes were closed i couldn't handle it
1: so you just and got I was a, all the voices yeah, I was and a, a
2: child a... in seattle and so we had to take the ferry a lot and the next time i was on the ferry i'm like we're just we're going down it's oh, yeah. gonna happen
0: oh no damn <laughs> that's it. frightening yeah, yeah I remember that experience when I first saw Twister. I was horrified mm. every time it would rain.
3: I think I, I had a similar experience like, when I would watch the movie Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark when Donovan drinks from the wrong cup. And Oh, you mean the Last it, Crusade? Oh, yeah, what did I say?
0: <laughs> you said that Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Last Crusade. And Donovan's skin melts away and his eyes go inside his skull. I was always very scared of that. And I yeah, thought that was going to happen to me if I ever drank from the wrong Holy Grail. That
2: definitely can
3: happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you've mentioned that at moment probably five times on this podcast. So I can tell it scarred you deeply.
2: <laughs> Are you still afraid? You're still afraid you're going to drink that's from the right. wrong Holy Grail.
3: I, I am, yeah. And it, then it became even worse as years later, I had a friend with the last name Donovan. I thought he was going to lead me astray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's why you always just drink water out of that giant jug. <laughs> Exactly. You know that this glass jug yeah. is safe.
3: Exactly. This is definitely not the Holy Grail. <laughs> right. Anything yeah, you know, else no. could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's not you're even right. in the running. <laughs> or maybe it is the Holy Grail, and that's why it's my true. eyes don't sink in. <laughs> that's the reason I only drink out of this. He was a carpenter. Well,
2: the world of story is don't listen to the, the band Donovan, just because, and that'll happen. Yeah, too. but he can,
0: exactly. he can lead you to Atlantis.
1: That's
0: yeah. true. Yeah. He yeah. knows the way. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike that not- Disney movie.
2: Oh, I like oh. that Disney movie. Yeah,
0: I've actually never seen it. That's good. <laughs> I haven't mean, either. Had an all-star cast, didn't it?
3: That did it. That was in that I- that
0: weird phase of Disney where it was like past yes. like the glorious 90s, but not into like whatever it is now. It was still like yeah. it was like the Prince of that's Egypt, what I was- era. exactly.
2: Yeah, that's- yeah. Well, Prince of Egypt isn't Disney and DreamWorks.
0: Ooh, nice. Oh. And.
2: That's one of the best DreamWorks movies ever. A fun piece of trivia is that anybody that messed up while working on that movie was sent to the basement to work on trek,
3: really? Oh really?
2: yeah, oh my gosh they,
3: I, I, I just imagine that sounds so like that sounds so like imperialistic. <laughs> Go to the basement. <laughs> Disney. Oh, that was DreamWorks, that's right. (laughs) So Shrek was like a punishment? Yeah, Shrek was a punishment. You have to work on Shrek. Shrek. Fuck you, go make a green man.
0: (laughs) That was back when uh, Chris Farley was attached to the project. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I wonder what that would have been like. I do too.
3: Yeah, Shrek would have, I feel like, had to move differently. Like, the physicality, I feel like, of... Mike Myers' voice and Chris Farley's voice are just so different. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. What if he would he have not have done an accent? I don't even remember Chris Farley doing accents. Yeah, yeah.
3: I doubt it because
0: Shrek was basically Mike Myers' fat bastard accent. So it's like very <laughs> should, Mike right. Myers.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, he uses he does it a lot because um, he's like Scottish Canadian or something.
3: That's right. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, I guess we could uh, talk about Titanic, too. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we can enter this like standard podcast style and be like, Hello, welcome back to General Snobbery. So today we have a very special episode because we have with us one of our listeners, and a listener whom we have referenced on many episodes because of her hilarious tweets that indicate that she's been listening to this snobbing journey. So we'd like to introduce you all to... Uh, Amanda Pumpkins.
2: Hi, hi, everybody out there! Uh, I'm excited to be on the show. <laughs> Yay!
3: That's that's Yay. wonderful. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on, Amanda. And you know, uh, obviously, you are aware of this. That when you said hi to everyone, you were just saying hi to yourself. Since
2: <laughs> yeah, it's you like are the. It's like the Boyega photo. <laughs> that's just happening to me right now. So
3: You, you just grew one face. Now Yeah, five more I'm, to go.
2: Yeah, I have five more to go. This is a journey.
0: <laughs> we went in depth on that Bay- Boyega photo yesterday and we discussed in quite a good amount of depth, actually, your your comment
3: and your connection mm-hmm. to the Son of Man.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's correct. That's why. It is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. we, we are We are definitely fans of proclaiming uh, a certain artistic interpretation to be correct or to be wrong. So we, we yeah. applaud that you did that.
2: <laughs> yeah, just throw theories out the window. It's fact or it isn't.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> now, my first question for you is Amanda Pumpkins. Now, is that is that your nickname that you've been bearing for some time now? Or is your last name uh, actually Pumpkins?
2: I wish my last name was Pumpkins. <laughs> uh, I just, I think I did that the same time that the tom hanks snl david s pumpkins thing came out and it just kind of stuck and i like halloween and i love i like pumpkins so it works they're pretty cool
0: yeah
3: Yeah. i think it it has a nice ring to it the name
2: thanks it
3: has like a beat like a like a pentameter of sorts yeah or or an iamb is that how you say it yeah shakespearean very shakespearean just like titanic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
3: i kept
0: thinking that when i was watching it this time i was like this is this is so shakespearean but i've only like read shakespeare plays in high school so i don't think i can actually say that term with any confidence
3: oh well that's interesting because i was brushing up on my titanic knowledge earlier today and in fact when james cameron pitched the movie to paramount i believe um he framed it as romeo and juliet uh like Meets the Titanic. Okay, or, that's what uh, I kept thinking it
0: was Romeo yeah. and Juliet.
3: Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have James Cameron at uh, at his finest. Um, but yeah, so Titanic. If we, I mean, we said it <laughs> already, right, but that's the film today. Yeah. Uh, Wait, before we dive in, Titanic.
2: can I mm-hmm. can I ask
3: you one more question, Amanda? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Of, of course. course you can.
0: <laughs> uh, how did you find this podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. Um. What it? Okay, so last my last semester, I had a really long commute. And I was listening to podcasts, and I think I wanted to find something like funny and not so serious. Nice. And so I typed in Adam Sandler and philosophy.
1: Wow. <laughs>
2: and your Billy Madison episode popped up. <laughs> And so I started listening to it, and I was like, okay, they get it. And then I heard your um, Carl Young one, which is really funny because I was taking Aesthetics at this time, and we were talking about the Red Book or whatever it's called. Ooh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the wavelength for this. But what sealed the deal and made me a fan is um, – spiritual gangster episode where one of you typed that's a nice looking egg salad <laughs> and I, I lost it in public and it was i looked like a crazy person
3: wow that's amazing that means the seeds of this relationship <laughs> that uh i would say we are forging strongly <laughs> right here those that that seed was planted over a year and a half ago because uh i've I believe that was that was about the prime time that uh, I, I was the one who was trolling them. <laughs> that's kind of the that's kind of the prime time that I was doing that. Um, so yeah, what, wow. what was it like? It was like a picture of a very intricate salad.
2: <laughs> yeah, something there, like so. It was a smoothie, right? A smoothie bowl. <laughs> a smoothie <Yeah>. bowl. <laughs> Every time I make a smoothie, I say to myself, "That's a nice looking egg salad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just. <laughs>
3: I think I just thought to myself like this maybe dichotomy because it was like very much the epitome of like um, earthy food, like vegan, organic, you know, this sort of thing. Like, again, like we said, like I have, you know, I have absolutely no qualms against anything like that on its own. But, you know, I just I felt like in the moment I wanted to proclaim it to be something that to me seemed to be the very opposite of that, which was just a processed egg salad. (laughs) Wow, that's. That's truly wonderful. I'm, I'm. We're so glad that uh, in, that this brought you some joy and that you took the risk of typing in Adam Sandler and philosophy.
0: <laughs> I feel like that combination of terms is just absolutely perfect, like for yeah. how you found us. Like that's so much of what we're doing. Adam Sandler yeah. and philosophy. <laughs> that gets that's so much of this, and I'm so happy that it. It was probably the only thing that came up. <laughs> when, you, when yeah, you search that
2: it, it was the only thing that came up <laughs>
0: wow that, that origin so... story is far better than i even imagined
3: yeah that <laughs> oh, is
2: good. i'm glad
3: <laughs> that's amazing i will and i want to say we we noticed um we definitely noticed you kind of starting to follow us on twitter which was which was definitely a fun thing is you know we would look and say oh you know oh this this Amanda pumpkins liked another tweet or you know commented and um <laughs> for us something that uh big time sealed the deal man there were there were two tweets of yours that really just sealed the deal for us but one of them was when we did our episode on the the passion Two, this this idea that mel gibson is making a sequel to the passion of the christ and you sent us this tweet you know, and it said something along the lines of you know he should name the movie the passion Two electric boogaloo
2: yeah like break him like the movie break him yeah exactly
3: and but it was funny at the time neither of us knew that I didn't even know there was a movie called break in and let alone, oh. <laughs> yeah, let alone did I know that the sequel is called electric boogaloo. So, we, so just, yeah, we just thought it was this like really kind of like uh kind of looney tunesy sort of like sounding name that you just decided to add to it. And we thought it was absolutely hysterical.
1: Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it's, it's really wonderful to have you on, um, on the show uh you are our second guest who we did not know before recording basically that's true. so the first one um, being Deobia yeah so cool. uh, we really thank you and um and that's it <laughs> <laughs> so that could close the episode <laughs> we hope you had fun on this
1: so short episode
3: and <laughs> keep listening <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, thanks for your responses to that. Um, Let's see. Before we dive into Titanic, are there any, like, any bits of bio about yourself that you think the audience should know, or should we just dive into this thing?
2: Um, Sure. Okay. Uh, So I don't think I'll talk about it too much on the show, but it might come up. Um, It's kind of funny, the link of Titanic and, like, picking this one or whatever one i'm really into historical costuming it's kind of it's it's a hobby i put on the back burner but it's something i'm interested in cool. <clears throat> the costumes in this movie are pretty good nice. and then um i used to dance so i have something to say about the party scene oh. especially since i used to do a little bit of irish dancing wow. uh, so kind of direct links but i can leave it at that i won't go overboard
0: well feel (laughs) free to go overboard just like a lot of the people on the titanic yeah yeah, just just don't let your legs
3: hit the propeller on the way down (laughs) don't let your skirt fly up like that poor lady (laughs) yeah
2: James Cameron, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, that
0: was an yeah. odd choice of a detail because it was the sole bit of focus for like three seconds.
1: <laughs> I, it, was I don't...
2: Creep, it was a creep shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: This one will win me the Oscar. <laughs> that,
2: that was it.
3: Yeah, and the Academy Award for Best Picture and Best Skirt Flying Up,
2: James Cameron. <laughs> I'm the best. I to beat, yeah, he wanted to beat seven years. She's like, "F Marilyn Monroe. We're gonna get this right." Oh,
3: okay, yeah, maybe the little <laughs> Marilyn Monroe thing. Very clever. <laughs>
2: oh, gosh, that's so dark.
3: Amanda, I love the way that you, uh you phrased that. James Cameron thought, "We're gonna get this right." <laughs> I think, I think that's how he thinks sometimes. Like,
2: oh, we're, we're gonna I'm find sure it is. right. Even yeah. though um, I feel like I read that the boat didn't sink the way. They showed in the movie.
3: Oh, really? Ah, I would love that to a, hear his take on that.
2: <laughs> like, cracked in the middle or something, and it just, like, it was, the butt was never in the air. It just kind of all fell down. I could be wrong. I got But Bill Paxton
3: on, said on, that's how on, it yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah and I, so, did, so did the guy with the beard who was comic relief and wore a smiley face shirt. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah.
0: Wait,
3: wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. That-, that was my phone. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were like i thought you were turning on like see I'm, like bill paxton explaining the titanic <laughs>
2: either that or i thought it was like the beginning of my heart will go on and i think you know, it was <laughs> yeah it was high song. on youtube
0: on youtube i had pulled up the scene of rose saying you know he exists now only in my memory. And I, I watched it earlier and cried. Ah, <laughs> so okay. I, I, was, I was just going to search because I saw something come up yesterday that seemed very timely. That apparently James Cameron is currently being sued for the story of Titanic. <laughs> I heard about that.
2: By the um, TV movie version? Or, no, or by, by some guy
0: that says he stole his story.
2: <laughs> well, isn't it based on... He has allusions to the movie from the fifties, um, and the book that it's based on. See, you guys mentioned it's very Shakespearean, but I felt like he was really trying to go for like an old Hollywood sort of style and dialect. Yeah. But like the only one that doesn't really deliver is like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's -hmm. just kind of talking normal, but I felt everybody else had this. Yeah, see, we're we're on the boat. See, <laughs> so Yeah, you're
3: seeing. right. Yeah. Like a very kind of, I mean, the upper crust way that like Cal and um, oh I just forgot her name. Rose. Rose. How did I forget that name? <laughs> hey, I was no focused idea. on her last name because as I've been like brushing up on some Titanic stuff, I keep trying, I keep forgetting her last name because it's like the two name thing. Mm. And so I've spent so much time focusing on her last name that I just forgot her first name.
0: That's a good lesson <laughs> there
3: yeah i know yeah
0: (laughs) one object to focus at a time
3: (laughs) man put that on a spiritual gangster shirt (laughs) yeah it's a good
0: one yeah but eh, i don't know it seems like some dude from florida he is suing him for 300 million (laughs) dollars a guy named stephen cummings Why again is he suing him? It says he claims that the Titanic director stole his family's story to create the characters of Jack and Rose. So that's
3: about about as far as we should probably go into that. (laughs) Well, I I just want to say one thing that (laughs) begs a question in my mind, like do does one own one's family's history like does he like uh, unless that guy has question yeah like unless that guy has otherwise published a book about like my grandma or my great-grandparents or something like (laughs) just because something happened to your ancestor does that mean that you are owed royalties if someone creates a story I, this guy seems to think yes, and yeah. he thinks the royalty is three hundred million dollars worth.
0: <laughs> so Mel
3: Gibson would have to pay all the descendants of William Wallace, <laughs> yeah, a lot of money, Randall Wallace, <laughs> screenwriter. So Titanic, um, Amanda. When when we got in touch about recording this episode, you gave us. Uh, sort of three options for movies that we would be interested in in discussing, and they were Showgirls, uh, <laughs> a little rated R, Winky, Um or
2: rated X. <laughs> is it rated X? I think it's NC-17.
3: NC-17. Okay, that that rings a bell. Um, <laughs> and that I think is directed by Paul Verhoeven. Is that I right? Think you're right. Yeah. I
1: think you're right. Totally.
3: Yeah. Hold director, on. as as we know from Starship Trooper, uh, that yeah. man definitely likes directing naked butts in his movies, <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense that he'd made showgirls,
2: right. yeah, huh. okay.
3: Um, and then the other option was uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, yeah, uh, am I right? Okay,
1: yeah,
3: I saw that movie um, very long time ago, and um, we decided to go with Titanic because uh, we felt that that's the one that we're um kind of most familiar with but we very much appreciated your idea as to the theme that united those three movies and if you'd like to maybe just um you can go ahead and mention you know what was the theme that united those three specific movies
2: female leads because i don't think you've i'm not sure if you've had a female-centric movie i wouldn't say that this is but i would say that rose is the lead
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm, So definitely. the closest would be la la land yeah, you're I right. I haven't so, seen
2: that movie yet, so I didn't listen to your podcast yet. Okay. But yeah. Well, don't see sense. the
3: movie, just listen to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> just give us an Oscar. Okay. Oh wait.
2: <laughs> but I'm gonna take it away because I read it wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, you're right. There's, I mean, there's definitely like a male-focused like movie selection, probably because yeah. there's a, <laughs> a a deep-rooted <laughs> neurosis and. Either of our ability to talk about a female lead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's no, right. it wasn't.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a jab or anything. I just thought it would be interesting. Cool. Yeah. My um, own
0: shame finds ways to jab me from really any <laughs> instigation.
3: <laughs> so, no, it's not your oh, fault.
1: No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault that Freud diagnosed us correctly.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. No, but that that is a that is a great idea and a good point. And um, certainly... I think it makes sense that we're having you on and, uh, that we can kind of bring this female perspective. So we, we, thank you. (laughs) I was gonna say, we look forward to it. Like, but we've been, we've already been talking for a long time. (laughs) We look forward to starting to talk
2: (laughs) about Titanic. Yeah.
3: So
0: you mentioned that Titanic has been like a really influential movie in your life. And like, it was huge when you were growing up, right?
2: Yeah. I wanted to become a ship when I grew up. It really influenced me <laughs> to you know, come a boat.
3: <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Hey, of all the things that I've ever heard people want to be, I don't know if I've ever heard someone say they wanted to be an inanimate object.
0: <laughs> especially in the wake of a movie where a ship just gets completely <laughs> massacred for at least an hour and a half.
2: I just, I, I really liked, like... I, I was afraid of the movie, but then I really liked it when I got a little bit older. Probably it was like one of those things where it's like, I have conquered my fear of this movie. Mm-hmm. And like that, I don't know, man. the third, <laughs> the third <laughs> act of the movie, I don't know, it was very compelling for me as a seven-year-old.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's one of the few <laughs> movies that I uh, have seen more than once in the theaters. I remember, I mean, when it came out, I remember everyone was seeing it multiple times you know, even for like months after it came out. And I just read a little trivia today that it was the first movie to be released on DVD VHS um, while it was still in theaters. So yeah. talk about popular as hell.
2: Yeah. Super popular. I remember the VHS, the two VHSs. Mm-hmm.
3: Of course. in
2: two parts. And yeah. there's still such a thing as <laughs> yeah. VHS.
3: Yeah. And the two parts were like held together by some odd rubber band contraption, like a hinge.
2: And then I think my, (laughs) I think my older sister had a poster, you know, the second poster with their two faces on it, where I don't remember the tagline, but it was something like the love that couldn't be stopped on earth or something.
3: I I bet James Cameron wanted it to be something like James Cameron's movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) James Cameron
3: the king of the world it's literal people um so I think everyone probably I mean everyone knows the story of the Titanic but maybe you know you're I think you're probably familiar with the podcast enough to know when we go OG, uh and uh maybe just give a quick rundown of the plot um there's a lot to take away with this movie, so or just what might the movie worth-
0: is the the isness the the design yeah. of Titanic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, Amanda, would you be up for uh, leading us through a brief summary of the plot? And as much as you'd like to,
2: okay, wonderful. So Thank you. there is a rich. There's a yeah a rich family where like Rose is a part of that family with her mom and her. Uh, a hole of a fiance, Cal. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there's <laughs> Cal <laughs> uh Jack who wins his ticket, you know, on a hand of poker, and he's of the uh plebs of the ship mm-hmm. and they meet and they fall in love and then the ship sinks. <laughs> it, there's so much there's so much i like
3: <laughs> exactly there's I... that iceberg
2: there's an iceberg <laughs> there's jack's drawings uh
3: oh, french prostitutes
2: yeah and mm. then there's
3: one-legged ones
2: which those drawings were drawn by James Cameron. Those are his hands. I heard
0: that. Yeah. And I was observing closely when I watched it again yesterday. And I was like, yeah, those hands are a lot grosser than Leonardo
3: DiCaprio's hands probably are. (laughs) Those hands definitely directed Terminator.
2: Yeah. Leo's hands are spotless. They're clean and pure. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'd imagine mildly feminine.
2: Oh, I don't know.
3: (laughs) Maybe not. He's a mystery.
1: (laughs) He's, yeah.
3: Yeah, you couldn't catch him if you tried. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, um, <laughs> so something that we've mentioned, um, on uh, thus far, um, in just sort of the terms of who these people are, that I take a lot of delight in in this movie are the different classes represented. This is a different era. This is sort of the peak of the Gilded Age, the end of Modernism, the Titanic. This idea that this ship is unsinkable and that it. Almost immediately sinks. Um, but we have these class distinctions: uh, Cal, Dickhead, uh, Zane, and um, and Leo, Jack, who you know flies by the seat of his pants, lives life one day at a time, eats bread when he's not supposed to. You know, likes Molly Molly Brown. I'm I'm I am i do not know why I'm I I just finished a cup of coffee and I'm talking way too much. <laughs> like the, the words and the, the, time. the, don't worry about the it. impulses aren't quite matched up. <laughs> 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 This asshole won't shut up. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of there. Um But I definitely, you know, Jack is he's not from the Boston Dawsons, he's from the Chippewa Falls Dawsons. Yeah, that's right. That's in Wisconsin, and it's I believe where Leinenkugel's Kugel's beer is from. But there's this wonderful undercurrent of of these class distinctions that make for a lot of funny moments, a lot of fun moments, and uh those just those just always crack me up, whether it's the dancing scene or whether it's the, the stuffy, you know, Cal, like, oh, you better go all business and politics. <laughs> well,
2: that was really good.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's our hope uh, to one day get Zane on here.
2: Yeah, I would say that it's overcurrent. Um I feel like it's like hits you over the head with oh the the lower <laughs> yeah. class is so kind and the kids are kind <laughs> and they're just victims. That's true. And I'm not saying that like there's just no nuance is what I'm saying. Like mm. the the rich people are We're so snobby. Oh, they yeah. they're snobby and they keep all their emotions inside. And then Leo is this Jack is this kind of like manic pixie dream boy and he knows everything about boats. And a lot of other stuff. Yeah, like everything about boats. He like worked on. He mentions ice fishing and working on a boat in Monterey, and that's why he knows like the physics of the boat, like <laughs> what it's going down. And he's like, "Okay, Rose, ah. this is what's going to happen exactly." I was like, You're wow, right. Really, really smart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're right. That is that is a very much. This theme does hit you on the head, and we are. We are led to believe that, yeah, while these rich people have nice things, most of them are, are jerks. Um, yeah, except for Molly Brown. She's pretty much Molly like brown. the sole exception.
2: Because she, she's new money, she's though. She's new money, she came, yeah. She came. She's salt of the earth lady. Yep.
3: Totally. And then all just those women th- are her. like,
0: oh, here comes that horrible here, brown woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just ditch her for
1: tea.
3: <laughs> here comes that terrible nurse from the movie Misery. <laughs> i I love kathy bates yeah she's wonderful (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: and like cal is so bad that he doesn't know that like picasso is gonna amount to anything and i have like all the paintings that were not on the titanic it really bothers me yeah yeah (laughs) something picasso
1: oh (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) cal cal is A wonderful character. I mean, I think I I give all that credit to Zane. Like, I don't think he actually is a wonderful character, but I just love watching Zane, especially with the wig. Me too. He is
2: a a, like a mustache twirling villain. Yeah, he's such a bad guy. Yeah, (laughs) he's He's so bad. Steals a
0: child to get onto a boat.
2: (laughs) Steals a child. Tries to murder people on a boat that's sinking. At that point, (laughs) just take the gun down. To the water, yeah. This <laughs> stupid
0: sullen <and> crony. Yeah, <laughs> that guy is All such a God. jerk.
3: Wow, you're right. I I always knew he was bad, but like <laughs> I just realized in a new level how terrible he, is. he is. <laughs> steals a child, <laughs> tries to have Leo murder. <laughs>
2: Multiple times he tries yeah. to beat himself too yeah, smacks oh Rose
0: God. in the face flips a table over <laughs> he's a true sociopath I mean yeah, yeah. Absolutely he is. is tries to pay off that guy in order to get onto one of the lifeboats
3: yeah he throws the money back in his face yeah.
0: your money won't save you any more than it'll save me and then that guy just shoots two people and shoots himself she's <laughs> <laughs> <Which, yeah. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Jeez, laughs> Murdoch you really lost it there <laughs>
3: Murdoch. So here's a – can I have a little – share a little story about Murdoch, that guy? Yeah, that, he looks familiar. That police officer or – oh, he's – uh that actor is from the, fat, the Fast Four. Fast, the, <laughs> fast Four.
1: Yeah, that's Vin no, no, Diesel. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mark
3: Sinclair. Uh, no, he's from the, fi- the Final Four. Oh, my God. What am I trying to say? On, you got this. The Silver <laughs> Server fucking movie. <laughs> the Fantastic Four? Yeah, thank you. He's Silver from- Server? <laughs> what?
2: He said silver server. <laughs> silver server?
3: Yeah. It's that movie about the computer that's silver. Um
2: wait, from, that's
3: silver. <laughs> he's uh, he's from I shouldn't be talking anymore. The point <laughs> Sorry. On, No, I'm no I'm I don't know what's going on with my brain. I'm gonna stop talking about Fantastic Four, but so Murdoch, the police officer or whatever he is in, in the movie, like right, he shoots a couple people, then he kills himself. Uh-huh. Right? And well salutes. so apparently that yeah, salutes Apparently that guy was a real person on the Titanic, like a police officer or guard or whatever, and he did not do that. And so his descendants sued James Cameron because <laughs> oh like, <laughs> you disgraced our our family member who actually was like oh, instrumental in keeping the peace of a mob of people the who were dying. Same
0: grounds of like taking oh. a family story and <laughs> twisting yeah. it.
2: Well, that makes more sense, especially since yeah, they kind of like, oh, well, look at this guy—he couldn't handle it, yeah. but yeah. he really did handle it in real life.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly, Just slandered their whole family.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, other real people that like they put onto the into the movie. I mean, Molly Brown—you know—they say he's yeah. a real person, and then like Guggenheim, one of the rich guys. And then who's that asshole with like the mustache who's always like oh, sitting at the table? The is guy like,
3: oh, make the ship go faster! <laughs> like, the guy from Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. Is he the the uh, hunter? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a kind of a. He's the hunter and the dad. He's Robin Williams' dad in the movie. Like uh, who's that
0: guy in Titanic? Like he's just an asshole. Yeah. You know who I'm talking the
2: about? Fun- yeah, he's the guy who fun- funded the Titanic.
3: Ah, I see. I see. He's not the engineer because the engineer. No, that's
2: Mr. Andrews. Yeah, and he's yeah, nice.
3: It's iron, sir. I assure you it can sink or whatever <laughs> he says. It's a mathematical certainty. <laughs> <laughs> so there's him yeah.
0: and then obviously the captain. And okay, so this guy funded it. And then he's just a little wimp at the end and sneaks his way onto one of the boats right he he doesn't yeah. have the dignity of the captain or andrews to go down with the ship yeah yeah king theoden is the
3: captain
2: yeah i was going to be played by robert de niro but he got sick
3: are you serious
2: yeah i'm dead serious wow
3: wow i cannot imagine I robert de niro can't, that i can't role. imagine
2: it either <laughs> <laughs> if jack I, was going to be played by matthew mcconaughey i read
0: that yeah, me too. I
2: can't imagine that either. Wait,
0: I thought I read that Zane was gonna be played by Matthew McConaughey. That also. <laughs>
2: that just, was also guess, a possibility. Both, yeah, he was gonna I be
0: both J-
3: roles, right? Like Peter Sellers. <laughs> he would
2: just put a bus on. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say like Army Ham Army Hammer. Ar- Is that the Army guy? Hammer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he played the Wink. <laughs> he played the Winklevoss twins in the social Network. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. One guy. They they weren't gonna add any makeup to him. It was Wow, Cal and Jack look almost identical.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That would have been great. Very Lynch. Very Lynchian. Very Lynchian.
0: Yeah, yeah. The multiplicity of identity. Very Boyagan. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Lynch fan?
2: Yeah. Who, like, who isn't?
0: Uh, a I lot of people I've been. found. <laughs> people are very terrified by <laughs>
2: oh it's scary i would say that is his movies scare me more oh my, than me um, too like real horror it's, movies it's yeah. like the shining and almost and like mulholland drive are like two of the
3: Jesus, scariest yeah.
2: movies yeah to yes. yeah i'm a big Lynch fan
3: that's cool yeah, yeah a, a movie that uh, i i think the last time Sean and I recorded, I pretty much promised I would now reference every episode was uh, Eraserhead. Uh, I,
2: oh, wow. I find that
3: to be perhaps the most unnerving movie I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> wow. unnerving. I don't think I've made it through the whole, the whole thing, honestly, because yeah. it, it freaks me out.
0: <laughs> Stanley Kubrick showed it to the cast of The Shining right before they started filming.
2: Wow. Just to that get them in the mood. That'd scary. yeah. That would yeah. Yeah. That'd be horrific.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, now I get it. I'm supposed to go insane in this movie. (laughs) Thanks, Stanley.
2: You're supposed to, like, show that the moon landing was fake. That's what you're actually supposed to do.
3: Come on, Stanley. (laughs)
0: Let's stay focused.
3: (laughs) I'm such shame. I need to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite uh, stories of Titanic is how much people hated Billy Zane after this movie came out.
2: Oh, my goodness. Have have That's you guys true. heard about this? I have.
3: Yeah. So he is, as we mentioned, plays such a good absolute jerk in this movie that apparently after this came out, people would like. <laughs> I always love when this happens to actors. People would see him on the street and they'd be like. Fuck you. And like <laughs> spit in his face. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, I just did a good job acting. Yeah, he was like 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Bright future ahead of him. I yeah. know. So part of my favorite parts of that then is his character in Zoolander.
2: Where he's himself.
3: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so he plays himself. Um, so apparently, <laughs> I guess he and Ben Stiller, I believe, are friends. And Ben Stiller felt so bad that people hated Billy oh, Zane so much that. <laughs> He wrote Billy Zane into the movie as himself, and they portray him as like the coolest person in the world.
2: <laughs> did that help?
3: I, you know, I, I think, it I did, th- it. did it? I, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. I mean, in my own perception I think of
2: he's him, cool. Yeah, he seems cool.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he seems You're awesome. right. In my perception of him, you know, it's like, wait, I was Billy like, Zane's
0: actually really cool.
3: Yeah, like oh my god,
0: Zulian thinks
3: he's cool. Then well, he's cool.
2: Well, then he's cool. Very. That's right. He was just
0: acting as Cal. Wow, Hmm. he acted really well as Cal. Yeah. Wow,
2: there's those are actors on the screen. That's right.
0: It's not really him. (laughs) Billy Zane's not a jerk. Yeah. Then I had to realize it wasn't the actual Titanic. It was a CGI version.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, was it all CGI? It was like a model, and then it was the thing they built in Baja, Mexico yeah a lot of, the effects hold up in my opinion they do. the practice yeah. just like jurassic Park. like it's amazing yeah compared to you know this movie haunted george lucas when he was making the one through three fan um, wait, wait, really phantom menace yeah if you watch like the documentary <laughs> of making of the phantom menace i'm so excited he's for what like, you're about to say he's just like <laughs> We'll never be Titanic. We'll <laughs> never do it. He said it like several times. He was right. And then, <laughs> you know, he he's talking about, oh, like these are gonna mirror the the other movies from the 70s. Oh, it's gonna be mirroring. And I think like after I watched the Titanic, he was <laughs> I just said the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> he was influenced by like you know, it's not the strongest dialogue in the world, but the, James Cameron did a lot of good setups. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see the the guy with the whistle before she just grabs a whistle, you know? So it's not like, oh, it just came out of nowhere, you know? Good point. Uh, yeah. If there's a gun in the first act or the last act, there's got to be a gun in the first act sort of thing. And so there's, oh. like, that sort of mirroring. And then he referenced the movies from the 50, 50s, the movie from the 50s. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, if you watch the documentary on Phantom Menace, you just you see a very stressed out George Lucas with a lot of yes people around him. Yeah. It's good. It's yes, good, yes, yes,
3: George. No, no, George. This will this will be Titanic.
1: good. Oh
2: wow. Yes. I don't, know
0: <laughs> I don't know why my. But like when you tell me George Lucas is in distress, like my soul feels delighted, and like I don't think I don't think I'm a sociopath, but like something about George Lucas. But then again, I guess I feel kind of bad for him, like. It it almost yeah. seems like... Have you heard that story of, like, Brian Wilson and the Beatles kind of, like, going back and forth in competition in the 60s? Yeah. I, it's like Brian Wilson is, like, the... The front man of the, oh, the main, yeah. the genius of the Beach, Beach Boys. Beach and like,
1: Beach Boys. yeah.
0: And then uh, Rubber Soul came out and he was like, that's the most incredible thing that's ever been recorded. And he's like, I have to do better. So he came out with Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds. And then yeah. Paul McCartney was like, that's the best thing ever recorded. So he came out with Sgt. Pepper. And Brian Wilson was like, that's the best thing that was ever recorded and went insane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Kokomo in the 80s yeah and I really that, was,
0: that was all Mike loved though
2: <laughs> oh
0: Brian <laughs> lost it after that it's so sad but maybe I don't that's...
2: like that story at all <laughs> yeah
0: but it Poor made Brian. a great movie out of it called uh Love and Mercy with Paul Dano and John Cusack oh, ah.
3: I'll have to watch
0: that. yeah it's really really good actually but I'd like to think that that was uh George Lucas with Titanic it's kind of that same <laughs> type of like I have to one-up it but I can't <laughs> Relationship.
3: <laughs> George yeah. Lucas and James Cameron have this Paul McCartney Brian Wilson relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bare—I think it's Bare Naked Ladies have a song, "Just uh, spring a Bell." A lyric goes "lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did." Mm-hmm. I think referencing his uh, nervous breakdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. The song's called Brian Wilson.
3: Okay, it is Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Ah,
2: interesting. Their
0: music yeah. was not in Titanic.
2: <laughs> it would have been better I think yeah. you know if James Horner the Beach Boys
0: <laughs> Baren Ladies Bare naked just like
2: wouldn't a... wouldn't it be nice if the ship doesn't sing
0: <laughs> just like as all those people are sliding down the Titanic <laughs> the song One Week by the Baron Naked Ladies comes up
3: <laughs> It's been One Week <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was thinking if I had a million dollars during the dance scene <laughs> <laughs> just following Zane around <laughs>
2: big bang theory theme song has to play with like cows <laughs> <the table. laughs> oh wow i have to edit this now that i have to make that happen
3: oh please dead. do please do we'll yeah, that to would it. be amazing we would very much like that
2: <laughs> oh.
0: what a
3: movie titanic i mean
2: it's so big one of the most
3: yeah. culturally <laughs> influential films probably of all time right even i mean when it was re released in 2012 for the 100th year anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. It it, it made like tons of money, like hundreds of millions of dollars, which yeah. got it to the $2 billion revenue mark. Right.
2: Well, that's a lot of money.
3: They could just re release that movie every year, I feel like. Like, no <laughs> yeah, need for a special anniversary.
2: You yeah, know? just keep on releasing it.
3: Yeah. Wait, it came out in 97? 97. So yeah. 20 years. Okay. We've done a lot of 1997 <laughs> movies on here. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done it. Just re-released it this year. Yeah.
0: 97 huh. seemed like a, a huge year. I don't
3: what know. What else
2: came out that year?
3: Face off. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Oh Austin God. Powers. Yeah. Um, I know
0: there's other ones. Starship Troopers oh, did.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's
0: not really that huge. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I feel like we just, like, named some movies that we know. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily, like, influential to a massive degree. Yeah, just, like, three
0: movies I could think of that came out that year.
3: <laughs> Austin Powers, I mean, Ace Ventura 2, maybe? <laughs> hmm. Might have been no, 95. That was earlier, right? Yeah. Was it? I think it was 95 was- or 6. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. This, yeah.
3: Is, this is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... Titanic came out in ninety seven. That was pretty big. Gigantic. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I remember that song playing on every station. Celine. Yeah, I
2: love I I love that song. I know that turned a lot of people off from the movie, but mm. I love Celine Dion. I'm not. It's not even like a mm-hmm. guilt to pleasure thing. Mm-hmm. I truly love Celine Dion.
3: She's awesome. Have you seen her in? Uh, doesn't she have like a residency in Las Vegas? It's Vegas. The- yeah, I need
2: to go. Yeah, I need to see that show.
3: That'd be cool. I've s-
2: my friend did a screening of her, like, on a projector of her first Vegas show.
3: No way. <laughs>
2: we were, yeah, we were a fan of the choreographer, Mia Michaels. Oh,
1: cool.
2: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: That's but awesome. Yeah, that,
2: that song, I remember hearing that song everywhere, too. I remember hearing the Kenny G version everywhere mm. because I lived in Seattle <laughs> as a kid. And it he was, you know, he's a son of Washington.
3: Okay. I didn't know there was a Kenny G version.
2: Oh, yeah. Is it
3: all instrumental? or just?
2: Yeah, it's all instrumental.
3: Okay. I feel like Kenny G is like, I don't know. (laughs) I just, when I think of him, I just think of his hair and a saxophone. He's Um, like
2: a living meme.
3: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, like, but I wasn't, thank you for saying that. He is. Hmm. It's like referencing him is like, more than just referencing the person it's referencing referencing him
2: (laughs) is billy zane a living meme i feel like he's floating close to that but he's not quite (laughs) you're right he's like another example of a living
0: meme because i don't know if i quite get the concept yet (sighs) i think the rent is too
3: damn high guy remember him
2: yeah
3: uh no i might just be oblivious (laughs) to living memes Oh, you were gonna say Oblivion starring um,
0: Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom, Cruise.
2: <laughs> Tom Cruise is a living meme, yes, you're okay. right.
0: Okay, I'm getting it. Yeah, like Nick Cage, yes, uh, yes, Nick
2: Cage. Um, what's the karate guy, the ginger Jackie Chan? guy?
0: Oh, no, oh, <laughs> Jackie Chan, the ginger <laughs> man, Jackie Chan, yeah. Yeah, he went
2: Chuck through, Norris, was like, yeah, Chuck Norris. <laughs> he was like-
3: I love how you called him the ginger karate man. That is one of the funniest string of words I've ever heard in my life, especially for Chuck Norris. Oh man, Amanda, you just offended so many fifteen year old boys who love Chuck Norris. No. that's a good thing. That's
2: that's a good. Thing. <laughs> yeah, is that still a thing that the the Chuck Norris wolf beats you with his beard or something like that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I
3: I don't know. That's a good question.
2: I think they've
0: like receded into a permanent place of collective memory. Like I don't know if people yeah. do them too <laughs> much, but like you could do one. People are like, oh yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, just uh, just to keep the the shame pumping through my uh, cerebral activity. Like when Sean and I were in high school, like it was the epitome of like reaching a pinnacle of some level of comedy. In, in your ability to name a number of those Chuck Norris jokes, which, um, I admit, shamefully, I laughed at. I never really fell into the, the habit of like naming them, but I can think of distinct people that, Sean and I went to high school together and like distinct people like coming up to me and being like, oh, like Chuck Norris is like fingernails or like dynamite or whatever, <laughs> whatever the stupid, <laughs> <laughs>
2: however
0: they, however yeah. they went. it's like when Chuck Norris does a push up he doesn't push himself up he pushes the earth down
2: that's right yeah no I laughed at those I was like in like 8th yeah. grade when those were a thing Yeah. Mm-hmm. when like YouTube started and stuff yeah. yeah yeah definitely so yeah he's he's like the quintessential living meme
3: hmm. yeah you're right he is
2: I don't think we talked about Bill Paxton enough
0: good point very good point yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about Bill Paxton enough on this podcast. That's true. He's come up in about That's... three episodes and he should have come up in every episode. You're right. <laughs> I was I was very sad that he died recently. Me too. Yeah. Same.
2: I I finished um I just saw the HBO show Big Love, which he starred in. Really?
3: I've seen a couple yeah. episodes and That's good. Yeah, I want to watch the whole thing.
2: You should.
0: What does Bill Paxton bring to this film, Amanda?
2: I don't know. I don't know if this framing device is necessary, but he's the modern man, you know, taking a look back, and he changes at the end. Yeah, very blatantly.
0: He might be the it's James. It's not Cameron. about the treasure.
2: <laughs> but, but maybe they're all the James Cameron. Like Leo has to be the James Cameron too. He's the king of the world.
0: Good point. Good point. Yeah. 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 okay that's interesting so you see the change in paxton
2: yeah the old lady changes his mind because it's all about love yeah it's not about the 56 carat 3 million dollar at least 10 million dollar diamond yeah how much it would be but it's 56 carat perfect shape the heart of the ocean the heart of the ocean belongs
0: in the ocean
3: you're right. I, I sort of forgot that he is very much this treasure guy, kind of a hot shot, has his, like, fancy gear.
0: Yeah, he's, has, like, a, making has... a documentary to, like, show the world all that he's yeah. finding. Yeah.
2: You guys are probably right that it's the James Cameron of the movie because doesn't James Cameron do that now? He, like, <laughs> yeah. he goes in submarines. Yeah, he, like,
0: <laughs> has traveled, like, deeper than any human.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. he's, like, into submarines. And I know these treasure hunters are real.
3: Like, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. I like the idea that he has traveled deeper than any human.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He has found the way to like safely go to the horrifying depths of the ocean.
3: Yeah. They had to build a special camera to film some scenes of the actual wreckage. And the camera had to be able to withstand 400 atmospheres of pressure, which I don't know what that means. I just know it's a lot. Because I guess that's how he was inspired to make this movie. He just... Kept visiting the Titanic, yeah, like or something. He wanted to
0: have that footage part of something bigger. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's interesting. Uh, right. You so Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Okay. I was say you mentioned the the framing device, and I was thinking about that too when I was watching it this time. So for the listener, the framing device, if you recall, is like these this Bill Paxton led crew that's looking into the sinking, trying to find some relics, and then the actual story that we all know and love, starring Zane and. DiCaprio and Winslet, and then we come back to the end because uh, Rose has told her whole story and Paxton has changed. And part of, I was realized that I really like the framing device this time, and the reason is that it's kind of acknowledging and honoring the fact that the, the Titanic is part of like our collective memory and it makes the whole story a memory. So it's like the memory of the Titanic as well as like a memory of this love story, which kind of casts this nostalgic tint over it, which I think gets at like our understanding and uh, just like what the Titanic has come to mean for culture. And were it just the story of the past, then we'd miss that like remembering component of it, which I think is part of the story.
2: Yeah, and you know, a woman's heart is a deep ocean of secrets. So true. That's what you get from that. <laughs> yeah. Who said that? <laughs> the old lady, the Rose. Old Rose, the Gloria, rose.
0: Gloria Stewart.
2: Yeah. So, what is the final scene? Is she dead? I don't like. I don't know how to interpret that. Why I did don't... she throw? You know, the diamond. Why did she hold on to the diamond? And then throw it away when she was done. Yeah. Because it belonged with the boat.
1: Hmm. <sighs> I,
0: don't, I don't know. I was wondering what that diamond even meant to her. Because it was kind of a symbol
3: for Zane.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought.
3: <laughs> and like. It was purple just like the Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> or was it blue?
2: It was blue. It was a okay. deep like navy blue. Ocean blue. Okay, yeah. Yeah, ocean blue, heart shaped.
0: Yeah, and it was also used as a way to like blackmail DiCaprio by being mm-hmm. slipped into his pocket by that jerk, sullen guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, why would she hang on to it? I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: it maybe it's like
2: t- a symbol of what she went through, the pain of her life before. You know, she did everything that Jack and her talked about.
0: Yeah. Maybe she couldn't let all that go until she finally told the story.
3: Yeah, because she'd been holding yeah. on to that story, she right?
0: right? Said like, she, she'd she never told anyone. Yeah. She <laughs> never told
1: anybody. <laughs>
0: Not a single person <laughs> until Paxton.
3: <laughs> wow, this movie's just being revealed to me. <laughs> like I mean, because like I don't want to I don't want to diminish like <laughs> I don't want to diminish the love that they felt for one another, but it was it was like a it was just a couple days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two days. I mean that's very- <laughs> yeah. Romeo and Juliet doesn't like Romeo. (laughs) You're right. Course of a couple days. Yeah, it does.
3: That is a good point. Both
0: from uh, it's like a forbidden love, right? From different Mm -hmm. classes that are not supposed to interact. Well, that's
2: why I call Jack a a manic pixie dream boy because you know Rose is from this privileged background and and she has everything, but she's she needs something more in her life. And then there's this whimsical guy that is such an expert at everything and a free spirit and he is kind of almost a device for her to free herself
3: yeah oh you're so right absolutely like in the modern context uh cal would be like a wall street banker or like that person who like has that like career path and you know is so career oriented and then jack would be like on a motorcycle or something (laughs) Uh, you know he'd be like maybe have like a like a ponytail or something
1: yeah how, it, how
3: interesting because there is this i mean there is this sense like all throughout the film of like rose is just being so stifled by yeah. the lifestyle that she's expected to live i mean even physically stifled with that like corset scene it's like she's being strangled yeah
2: so symbolic yeah <laughs> i was i had a feeling when i was
3: watching that scene that it was supposed
0: to be symbolic yeah <laughs>
2: yeah they don't have to go on that tight if they're made well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, her mom was just like pulling her in so tight. But I don't know. A lot of critics liked that scene. You know? Ah, uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very symbolic. She's trapped woman. Mm-hmm. The suicide. Was yeah. she... Mm. I don't know how to say that. Was she... Was it a cry for help? Was she really suicidal? I don't know. Yeah, and... She had a lot of references about like her being a slave, and it's a, She said something like, "This is a slave ship taking me to America," and I was like, "Wow, lady, you need to stay in your lane." <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're pretty privileged. <laughs> yeah,
2: you got it. You can you can probably do more than the average lady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like kind of, we're talking about this. Um, she sort of reminds me of a character from another movie. If you've ever seen the movie Far and Away, have ever you seen that? Mm-mm. Um, it's a movie. It takes place roughly around the same era, maybe a little earlier. It's Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, and they're both Irish immigrants. And Nicole Kidman comes from this very rich family, and she like, she, she doesn't want to live that like upper crust sort of Victorian woman lifestyle she's supposed to. And so there's this scene where her mom's like, play the piano, and she's like playing like Moonlight Sonata or like some like, very like slow kind of like Beethoven piece. And then she just like breaks out into like jazz or something. And she's like, (laughs) it's called rock music. It's from America or like something like that. Um, and they're both redheads and, um, yeah,
1: she's redhead.
3: Yeah. So it's sort of like had like a similar feel of this kind of, which I think is like such a fun theme to explore. This like yearning of someone to just break out of the mold that they've been born into. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it, you know, it happens On a boat that's sinking. She went through a lot and she didn't tell anybody. That lady went through something.
3: Yeah,
0: no kidding. I want to know more of what her life has been for the last, like, 80 years.
2: Well, you have those pictures at the end that show you that she went to Santa Monica. She had six, they mentioned she had like six husbands. Yeah. Like Elizabeth Taylor style. Hmm. <laughs> she probably lived a life like Elizabeth Taylor.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> she was an actor for a while, right? Uh, yeah. They mentioned that and the the guy's like the the crazy kind of like, I'm comedic, you know, I'm the I'm in, I'm Bill Paxton's comedy sidekick. <laughs> like She's an actress. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he says, yeah, he says this line that, Always stays with me like that Russian babe, Anastasia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> very clever. Very clever. Didn't the cartoon Anastasia come out around come this out time? the same
2: year? Was yeah. it the same year? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cameron must have see.
3: gotten wind of that. <laughs>
2: another another movie romanticizing. Well, I don't know if it's romanticizing it, but but another love story set around like a tragedy.
3: Yeah, the, the wiping out of the aristocracy, kind of two similar themes to a certain degree. Cause yeah. man, if you hate aristocracy or like, let's say like upper, upper class, then Titanic is a, Titanic is a guilty pleasure because you see a lot of very rich people, including John J. Astor, who is the, like the richest man in the world. Mm. He was on that Titanic and he died.
2: So the uh-huh. people that started Macy's.
3: Yes. I heard about that.
2: It's the old couple that's like sinking together. Really? Yeah.
3: Huh. Like hugging in the bed, right?
2: Yeah, it's them. Yeah,
0: that made me cry.
2: The part that makes me cry is the musicians. The musicians like playing to the end. That's the part that always makes me tear up. But what I was going to say, you know, there's that undertone or overtone about classes, and I wonder if a part of the reason why this movie is so successful is that the masses are good and the upper crust... Is bad.
3: That's a really good point. Hmm. Again, like the dance scene. It's man, those those peasants. They know how to have fun. You have like <laughs> Ukrainians dancing with like yeah, Norwegians these guys arm and Turks. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am Irish. I like this scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Rose gets to finally be herself in that scene. You know, she gets to stand and- on her tippy toes, which she hasn't done in years. She goes on point. Yeah. That's, what that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I I don't know the terminology. Should have should have asked your dancer knowledge.
2: Stop. You need to get out of here now. <laughs> you <laughs> don't know <laughs> shit,
0: kid.
3: <laughs> You're right. She even Which has a little. Really
2: hard to do without the without point shoes, so she's showing how strong she is. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, even yeah. the guys but, all have their jaws dropped. They're like, wow. I think there's Gosh. even a, a man in that scene named Sven. I think he's Swedish. Gosh, Sven. Yeah. Oh, do you remember? And I, then
2: there's Fabrizio. Yeah. Fabrizio. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Gotta love him.
0: Like there's no way you can't love him. James Cameron doesn't give you that option. No, <laughs> it's like it's, this guy is and... <laughs> a lovable Italian <laughs> man who's very loyal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> looks a little bit like uh, so, sort of looks like uh. Mario Lopez and John Leguizamo had a spawn.
2: Uh, <laughs> I could see it a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Tommy is the Irish guy, mm-hmm. the Irish friend. He's just, how do we know he's Irish? Because he drinks fast and he punches people.
2: He punches people. Yeah. And he talks about how the rich people have their dogs, you know, go to the restroom on the third class tier.
3: Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that they're going the right way because it's where the rats are going. That's right. <laughs> and then he gets shot by Murdoch. Yes, he does.
2: <laughs> That's right. Bastardo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then a giant smokestack falls on Fabrizio.
2: Ah, uh, I'm not coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we got we we should we should dissect, you know, why is Leo the king of the world? What does that mean? What does that mean? I feel so dumb asking that, but like, hmm. it's the most quoted line
0: by James Cameron, <laughs>
2: Cameron. <laughs> <While> winning Oscar. <laughs> you know,
0: that's no, that's a great question because I think that it line is. has has like more gravity than most of the lines in the movie that so people yeah. associate. What does it mean?
3: It's like Boyega's face. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: What's that mean? Which one? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, that's a. I had never even thought about that. Like, I just, I guess I just kind of thought, like, this guy's like having fun and he stands on the rail. But, like, that's a very. He could have said anything there. He could have just said, yes, or yippee. Like, this is fun. Yippee. Like, I'm on the
1: Titanic. <laughs> yippee.
3: <laughs> you know what? I bet James Cameron wrote that line. I oh, was so hoping that he could say it at the Oscars. <laughs> there is there is a chance that that's why that's the line.
2: <laughs> He'd been He's planning. Like, I it am on. the king. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I am the king. And if I write it in the movie, I'll get to say it. <laughs> do you
0: think that line would have as much weight as it does if it weren't for James saying it at the Oscars? Like, do, th- do you think people would even quote that line?
2: Yeah, I do. I think so. Yeah, I, it, it's, I think so. It's really interesting thing to say. Yeah, it isn't like yippee or here we go.
0: Yeah, we do know that Bill Pullman's Twitter page has a one-sentence bio and it says, I'm the king of New York.
2: But that's true. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it actually (laughs) is. Good point. (laughs) crown king. (laughs) That's a fact. (laughs) That's a fact. (laughs) Leo's character is definitely not king of the world.
3: Okay. (laughs) No. You know, it's interesting with Bill Pullman, I I think I one time somehow came across the fact that I think the phrase – I'm the king of New York might be uh, a lyric from a song actually.
2: I think you're right.
3: Yeah, I don't remember what song, but well Pullman is the king, but maybe that's where they get But the He's the actually lyric the king. From. Pullman's yeah. King. exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm the, I'm the king of the world. Hmm. What well, what makes him feel that? It's the wind on his face, the sea in front of him like the Yeah. Like the simple things. Although it's not that simple because he's on the Titanic.
3: You're right. It's pretty significant. King
2: of New York is a song from the musical Newsies. Ah. I don't, I don't know if Bill Pullman would, if like, that's his bag. That would, yep. would be really funny to me if he's just like, lo- like loves newsies. He's just like, yes, he's the <laughs> <Yeah>. day.
0: <laughs> you never know with Pullman. Yeah, no, no, you, you never don't. know. I'm the king of the world. I don't know. It's an enigma wrapped in an enigma. It is. Wrapped in Edward Nigma from Batman Forever. Jim Carrey. Oh.
2: Yeah. Jim Carrey. That's right. Edward E. Enigma. Enigma. <laughs> I'm Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better, like Kilmer or Clooney? Kilmer. <laughs> that's that's what yeah. <laughs> Oh Kilmer Apparently, all the way.
3: Uh, apparently Joel that's Schumacher. Better. Yeah.
2: Uh, the ice pun's are better in the <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which movie has better ice puns? Definitely Batman forever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Almost
3: as good as the choke pun from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite uh, ice pun from Batman and Robin, every, I'd say about once every six months, I just look up the ice pun montage on YouTube from that movie. And I think my favorite is when Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger just goes, chill. Oh,
2: yeah, that's my favorite one, too. I, I can watch a lot of bad movies all the way through, and I have probably seen that movie about 10 times. Wow.
3: Wow! I don't know.
2: I, I it makes me laugh. That's great. Yeah.
3: Apparently, Joel Schumacher, the director, uh, publicly apologized to fans because so if you many watch people. The disliked commentary.
2: It. Yeah. If you watch the commentary, he's like watching it and he's like kind of falling apart. And like at the end, he's like, "I'm so sorry."
0: Wow. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Like with a movie? I don't know. <laughs> Even when like the world turns on a movie, usually the director stands by it. Like kingdom of the crystal skull like spielberg still Mm -hmm. stands by it he does yeah shia labeouf doesn't and he got mad at shia oh steven did (laughs) steven did yeah really yeah steve they
2: they fought in a parking lot
0: i heard yeah what
2: a knife fight
0: yeah what and then shia Shia labeouf uh, disappeared to the horizon on a bunch of vines with spider monkeys
2: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) what happened
3: Uh, you know, another director who stands by his movie that's often considered quite bad is Tommy Wiseau. Uh,
2: I've met Tommy Wiseau. <gasps> oh,
3: nice. Oh, wow, yeah. I was wondering. Is he cause... as great as I hope?
2: He's amazing.
3: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Oh, I... my gosh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of The Room. Yeah. A, yeah. a, a mega fan of The Room.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I got to meet him, and he signed a script. Ooh. And he, like... Presented it was at one of the midnight showings, and he presented his TV show, (laughs) and it was very strange. It was very, (laughs) he has, you know, what Tommy was so is in our tour. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he is. He has like his own style and voice. And it's bad. It's just really bad. <laughs> it's horrible, and I love it so much.
1: Yeah,
0: the
2: room is amazing.
0: I know this is an impossible question, but is there a standout moment of the room that is like a key, the key moment in your repeated viewings?
2: Oh, uh, okay. I have like three. I have to point out three different things. Yeah. Um. So this kind of taints my view because because it was kind of like a a thing that happened outside of it but it was the same midnight showing and the part where you know Tommy points the gun and and kills himself people (laughs) threw spoons and balloons in the air all at once and rejoiced spoons
3: and and balloons
2: oh you don't know about the spoons
3: oh no I know about the spoons oh anyway sorry go ahead so
2: there's There's picture in the movie, there's little framed pictures of spoons because they got picture frames and they never put pictures in them. Ah. And so when you go see the movie, there's like, like, I don't know if you've been to like a Rocky Horror picture showing sort of midnight showing thing where there's things to do at certain points. There's at certain points you throw spoons in the air.
3: Oh, I see. Okay.
2: And so like people were throwing their spoons and their balloons up in the air and it was is very it is that juxtaposition of of like death and celebration <laughs> yeah. all at once It was beautiful. But okay. Um <laughs> I think I think it's the Chris R scene is is maybe my favorite scene in the in the film. <laughs> it it's this guy really committing to his part, Chris R, and then you have no idea what they're talking about and it looks like they're floating through space with that green screen background, but I don't. I can't pick one scene.
0: Yeah, it's quite it's impossible. All the sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the it's first fifteen seven. minutes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> or when Denny bites the apple? Just anything with Denny in it. Denny,
0: what an odd character.
2: He's like, out of a David Lynch film. Like yeah. he feels like he's straight out of a David Lynch film. <laughs>
3: that's so funny i think so there's a movie theater i live in chicago and there's a movie theater and tommy Wiseau comes and uh will like be at viewings of the room like once a month so yeah i i haven't gone but i, have I to go. desperately have need to, to. Go. i'm gonna beg him to come on this podcast i was about to
0: say please please yeah. do all that you can to have him as a yeah. guest <laughs>
3: like, oh my uh, gosh I, I, <laughs> oh I hi
2: mark some letters yeah, tweet out. I don't think he goes on his Twitter but like four times every four years. <laughs> <laughs> but I love his Twitter so much. It's just like letters and numbers. It's like a, the Da Vinci Code.
3: Oh, we better get Tom Hanks on this one.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I have to I get Tom Hanks. Langdon. Oh yeah. Langdon. Oh my
3: god, what's so? <laughs>
2: the Vatican. We got to go. But the but the movie about the making of um the Room is coming out at the end of the year.
3: Really? And, it's,
2: and it, they're saying it's like Oscar-worthy, and I, I'm <laughs> like, I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> they say James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau might get him an Oscar nomination. Are you what? serious? I'm so serious. James Franco. There's an article on Twitter. Yeah.
3: Oh wait, did you just did you just tweet about that like today yeah, or yesterday?
2: A couple days oh, ago. Oh, okay. That's I didn't incredible. realize that that was
3: about The Room.
2: Yeah, it's called The Disaster Artist, and I I read the book. <laughs> Awesome. You have to, be, yeah. You have to read the book called "It About the Making of It." It's, it's even more wild when you understand how long it took and everything that went into it, and like no. all of this man's antics. I'm pretty sure he's an actual vampire. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that sentence. <laughs> but him and
2: I have the same hair, so I think I need to like dress up as him for Halloween. Oh, that'd be
3: a idea. great idea. <laughs> I would dress up as the pug in that flower shop. <laughs> is that a scene in the movie?
2: Oh, hello, Oh, doggy. oh
3: the... Yeah, hello, doggy. <laughs> Thank you. That's Bye, Bye. doggy.
2: Yeah, I misspoke before that. Favorite...
3: Yeah, you were my favorite customer.
2: <laughs> the rhythm of that scene is amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's a whole new rhythm. No one has ever replicated it, nor could they.
2: <laughs> I remember when I was, like, in San Francisco a couple years back, I... Drove past that flower (laughs) shop, and I when I like was realizing what it was, I was like yelling at everybody in the car, like "Oh my gosh, it's the flower (laughs) shop!" Hello, doggy. (laughs) Yeah, I should have went in and be like, "Oh, hello, doggy." (laughs) You're my my favorite customer.
3: customer. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my money? (laughs) So, who is the Tommy Wiseau in Titanic? Oh And who is the dog? Mm. I'm I'm kidding. I d I am kidding I was not actually trying to like necessarily bring it back. Oh, I no. just I just no, I just happy, thought it yeah. was <laughs> I just enjoyed so much that I about a quarter of this episode has been talking about the room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, oh my god, that is never anything to apologize about, especially on this artistic format.
2: <laughs> Billy Zane is Tommy.
3: Really? Billy Cal Zane is Tommy. Tommy.
2: Yeah, we're just saying it from Rose's point of view, but he's He's Tommy. That's
0: true. And then Mark would be Leo.
2: Yeah. And then the psychiatrist guy would be his the d- d- um, bodyguard. Ah, who had a concussion during the scene he was filming.
0: Really? In the room or Titanic?
2: <laughs> In the room.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Oh. <laughs> so if, you
2: see, if you see the movie again, which just watch it again. Do it. Um, there's this, There's this moment where he's like, just like looking around and can't like focus on the camera, it's because he's like concussed. Really? Yeah.
3: That's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. I thought that was um a little fact about Titanic and the the kind of the bodyguard goon. I thought he like when he was like chasing Leo down the stairs or something, fell and
2: Well, yeah. everybody has a concussion in Titanic.
0: <laughs> That's the only
3: explanation.
2: That's the only explanation.
3: I know we referenced it earlier, but I sort of forget how absurd it is that Cal is literally shooting a gun in a very crowded boat.
2: <laughs> no, he's shooting a gun in a sinking boat. Yeah. And yeah. Just there's water. He's going to kill people that are already on their way to die. Yeah. It just.
0: Like the guy who sits down for Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the line it's of like,
2: fire. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like a metaphor for modernism because, you know, so modernism, this kind of idea that originated with Rene Descartes and Amanda, please feel free to interrupt me when I am definitely wrong. Uh, <laughs> but this now sort of like, good so far. <laughs> Oh my <thank> God, <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Um, but sort of this philosophical idea that began with Rene Descartes. And I don't know if I were to briefly describe it maybe as like bent on this idea that there are like systems that can pretty much prove themselves to be unassailable and often, um, inspired by a strict adherence to certain like logical systems. Um, anyway, some people have pointed to the sinking of the Titanic as the end of modernism, because here we have the the epitome of the modernist uh, society of, you know, we have now, you know, conquered this and we have conquered this and we have conquered everything so much. There's always a sense of conquering in modernism that we can now build a boat that is unsinkable and then it sinks. It's sort of like, look at what we have established, the the pinnacle of human civilization and culture. And then it just like sinks and it falls. And other things have been pointed at the end of modernism, World War One, et cetera, just sort of where it's like the systems that we build, this perfect system of this boat just sinks and fails. And I mean, it it is telling that we have this like aristocracy in many ways, like sinking with the boat. And it seems like so... This quest of Cal at the end, like shooting the gun into the into the sinking boat, is like that's such a futile endeavor. Um, very absurd, yeah. yeah. Very absurd. You're right.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Titanic is the birth of postmodernism, then.
3: <laughs> Could be, yeah. I, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are like four or five different. I had to read a book on this one time, like four or five different moments that are like considered possibly the end of modernism and the beginning of postmodernism. And yeah, one of them is the sinking of the Titanic.
2: That's really interesting. I never heard about that.
3: Yeah. It's, I always find it interesting when like an era can be shown as like changing literally at a, at a moment in time where we actually know the time you're like April. What was it? April, what? 12th 12th through 14th.
2: Yeah. Okay. April 15th, 1912.
0: I was thinking it was 14th. (laughs)
3: Uh, it was the 15th early in the morning, oh, right? Oh,
0: that transition. When it
3: actually time. sank. Yeah. It like, exactly.
2: took off on the 12th. Hmm.
3: Yes, that's right.
2: Was so that sea for three days or two? I don't two know. Two or three. It's just Google it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it stopped at Cherbourg to pick up Molly Brown. <laughs> is that where it stopped? It
2: I don't really know. stopped to just pick her up?
3: I don't know. Just her. I, I thought, yeah. just her. <laughs> Molly called.
2: <laughs> She's unsinkable. <laughs> yeah.
3: Get her on the boat.
2: She's un- she was unsinkable.
1: Oh,
0: that's they're why they're
2: gonna she- have Reba McIntyre play Molly Brown. That really? was her first choice. I don't think it would have worked as well. Hmm. I really I- like Kathy Bates. Yeah, I love Kathy
3: Bates. Yeah, I, I would have just been too focused on that being Reba McIntyre,
0: <laughs> just like Robert De Niro is the captain. <laughs> yeah.
2: She has that. Yeah, she has that like party element though. She mm-hmm. would have. I think she would have brought the party a little bit more.
3: <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kathy Bates is a little reserved, but yeah. Uh, Reba might have. Didn't she have a show for a while? Reba McIntyre? She
2: she did. She did. It, it was interesting.
3: Emra Lagasse also had a sitcom for a
2: while. Who's that? Is that the cook? Yeah. The chef. Excuse me. He Ooh, had a sitcom? Yeah. <laughs>
3: You're right. You don't want to. Fight. You know
2: who needs a sitcom? Guy Fieri.
3: Wow. You are so right. I cannot <laughs> believe that hasn't happened.
2: I'm a big fan and he lives in the Bay Area and there's like there's so much hope in my heart that I'll run into him. <laughs> oh yeah.
3: He just like run Even though to him there's as he's so rolling
2: people out. Here. Yeah, as he's rolling <laughs> out in one of his he, and he's I, he's throwing up like that hang loose sign. I just want <laughs> I just want him to like There was an event he was at and he was signing lean cuisines for people.
3: <laughs> that is one of the Amanda, you keep throwing out these sentences that are amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's friends with the guys from Smash Mouth
0: oh,
3: That's a good sign.
2: That is so. I was supposed to see that band, but they canceled. What? Yeah, I was so. I'm still upset about it. Too
3: bad. They are no longer all stars in my book.
2: (laughs) I I shouldn't trash talk them. They're they're huge. Yeah, they're they're huge with that. You know, one song.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. We like you, Smash Mouth. We'll tweet at you.
2: Yeah, we. I. They liked one of my tweets once. It was it was really great. Very nice. Yeah, it was. About getting tickets to the concert, they cancel, uh, but it's okay. I forgive uh, them.
1: Yeah.
2: So they cool. bring you. They kind of bring you back to that time in the '90s, and I can pretend to be, a, you know, a frat boy wearing cargo <laughs> shorts and Birkenstocks. <laughs> Playing hacky sack.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just described the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some rollerblades on the side.
2: <laughs> rollerblades in a puka shell necklace in <laughs> a backwards visor.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, Possibly man. upside down.
2: <laughs> Probably upside down. <laughs> that is. Yeah. In a bowling shirt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice touch. Yeah. Everything about the nineties just it strikes this innocent chord. Everything yeah. we just said was seemed so innocent. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's very pre nine eleven.
3: Yeah, fashion. then we became meta modern. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that what is that what we're in now? Apparently, hmm.
0: I don't know if the term's going to stick, but I've heard it.
2: Meta modern. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean?
0: No one knows. What does postmodernism <laughs> mean?
2: <laughs> well, oof. Oh, I know like artists and philosophers from postmodernism, yeah, but you can point it, like, to people, it, but like it encompasses so many things. Like it depends what type of postmodernism you're talking about. Yeah. Like the arts or philosophy or Same music. Same with
0: modernism too. Cause like you were talking about the end of modernism, but then like the modernist authors like Hemingway and Fitzgerald and Ezra Powell were like definitely after that uh, moment. Mm-hmm. But like, like,
2: yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's like these different spheres of modernism or postmodernism.
1: Hmm. That's
0: a good point.
2: When I hear postmodernism, I just think of like John Cage, like messing with noise and stuff.
3: I don't, I'm not familiar with John Cage.
2: Um, he was a composer and he did the four minute, 33 second song where he doesn't play anything. Fascinating. Okay. That's. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That is fascinating because we were just talking about that yesterday. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, we -hmm. were. On the Boyega episode. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He, um, he, he, like, did guest teaching at the college I went to many times when he was alive, like, 50 years ago or whatever. Ah, okay. Yeah.
3: Hey, guys, it's me, General Snobbery, with a brief interlude. As you may have noticed, the episode is called Titanic and Beyond. Congratulations, you have made it to the beyond. Let it be known that though Titanic still enters the fray of what is to come, the snobbery is taken to a whole new level with tangential conversation and more philosophers mentioned than ever before. Good luck to you: I haven't read a ton of Kierkegaard, but what I have read I've like really enjoyed.
2: I like him he's, He has a sense of humor and he's pretty staunch:
0: Oh, cool. It's tough yeah. to find those philosophers with a sense of humor. Wow. Oh.
2: Yeah, I feel like Nietzsche had a sense of humor. Like N-
0: Nietzsche and Kierkegaard come to mind. Definitely not Kant.
2: Def- not Kant. Definitely not oh Heidegger.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I <we> love Heidegger. <laughs>
3: I think we just
0: love saying
3: the name Heidegger. I think that's really yeah. all it is. Yeah, I feel like whipping out the name Heidegger in a sentence is like kind of, kind of like the epitome of us being a snob. You know what I mean? Like, because. I mean, I Wittgenstein. remember. Wittgenstein. Wittgenstein. We don't know oh, enough. No, we don't. Oh, I, yeah,
2: I, I, you want to talk about numbers and math. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, what's that? The last line of the Tractatus. It's like, whereof we cannot speak, thereof we must remain silent. That's what it is. There you wow. go. Yeah. And then he said that he was completely wrong in that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What a, what a dummy. <laughs> <Sorry>. No wonder he. <laughs>
0: what a dummy.
2: Oh, yeah. It, does does Thoreau have a sense of humor? I don't remember Walden. Uh,
0: I don't think so. I think he's just kind he's of a just, douchebag.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Emerson, maybe. Maybe a little more so.
2: I like those transcendentalists. I love
0: those mm-hmm. transcendentalists. Even Nietzsche liked those transcendentalists, and Nietzsche didn't like anyone. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like I like early Nietzsche. I like his stuff on the art.
0: Birth of tragedy.
2: The birth of tra- tragedy is a good one. Yeah. The, yeah. Do you, where's the Dionysian and um Apollonian aspect in Titanic? Oh, well the da- we Dionysian have. is
0: very much in the poor people's there, quarters and that the yeah, the dance yeah. craziness and all that love and then the Apollonian is the the rich aristocracy this form and everything is perfectly and, laid wow, out.
2: Rose, yeah, with rose and the art, you know. She has access to buying that art. That was never on the Titanic. <laughs>
0: yeah. They just added that because James Cameron wanted to.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, like Monet's
2: like, lily pads. What's that? <laughs> Monet's lily pads and like a Degas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Degas or Degas. And um, the Picasso. Yeah. That's the paintings I remember.
0: you'll oh, never anything. <laughs> <laughs> and one could argue that DiCaprio's paintings – Uh, combine the Apollonian and the Dionysian with its adherence to form while also celebrating the the, uh, sexuality and the the formlessness.
2: That's absolutely true.
0: But Zane, Zane differs in his taste of art in Rose, so Zane wouldn't see it that way.
2: No. No. He would probably be more of what, you know, Nietzsche criticized like science and like Socrates in, in The Birth of Tragedy. It's too logical.
0: Yeah. Too logical. It needs
3: diamonds.
2: It needs diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> diamonds.
3: Logic always needs diamonds to survive, just like uh, Mr. Freeze's ray, g- uh, ice gun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs> Why does Mr. Freeze wear a robe? <laughs> In that movie, like there's a scene. Brief, where he's like, great yeah. question. Come oh, on, I thought he needs to stay cold. cold. And what's the deal right. with the A Fox? Like, are they like? Is that like? Is that his girlfriend? Like, I'm sorry. sorry, I won't go far down that rabbit hole. But I have a lot of questions.
0: I think what this means is you're going to have to return for an episode on Batman and Robin. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. He's
3: so right. Why the fuck is he wearing a robe?
2: You should let me do a guest spot on your little blurbs and I can just like write down all the questions I have in like a BuzzFeed style. Please.
0: Please do. Absolutely. Yeah. Please.
2: I'll do that. Open
0: invitation for that. Yeah. Definitely. Oh,
2: okay. I'll, su- I'll submit. I'll submit a few. <laughs> cool.
0: You can put it on your resume and <laughs> even
3: publish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're like what is this yeah. Esteemed I wrote help. about you know
3: 10 questions
2: Adam Sandler's psyche <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam Sandler philosophy yeah. <laughs> it's meta-modernism
2: <laughs> I, was just, I think there's just a period where I was just thinking about Adam Sandler and I was like I hope he's okay <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I, I, I'm glad we did that episode on Adam Sandler because I think the title is with love for Adam Sandler like the point <laughs> yes. of that episode was to try to send Adam some love
1: yeah
2: He needs it. Like, he's making the same film. (laughs) He's, like, not... It's not necessarily, like, he's the same character. Yeah. It's, like, there's something there. I heard... I think, like, there's, like, a blind item that he's just really bad at, like, taking criticism and, like, growing.
3: Huh. Hmm. That's... So he's basically the character of Billy Madison. (laughs) 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 Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Billy's just a man-child who... Yeah.
0: <laughs> lice shit on doorsteps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to think
0: of
3: Adam Sandler just doing that on like yes. a weekly yeah. basis. Uh, he and Rob Schneider are throwing pickles against the glass. Uh, <laughs> Norm <wind> MacDonald.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I just figured that it he hangs saying, out with yeah. Rob Schneider a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he hangs out with David Spade a lot, too. Like they're still all friends from that like SNL era.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And then they're all in the same movies together. <laughs> So, which leads me to believe it. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, I was just like, I don't know if they like if that tapes my my yeah. view of SNL from that time because then I look back and I'm like, oh, it's not funny.
3: Ah, interesting.
2: But I'm not sure. I think they just like, I think just what they're doing now is hurting society as a whole. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's certainly not Their benefiting them. So much money.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. The movies make so much money. Yeah, certainly
3: not. Yeah, the movies make so much fucking money, and they're always just—it's just the—the just the, the premise is usually something like four men children get into trouble, and let's see how they get out of it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of the well, there's a lot of those movies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Horrible bosses. There's a lot
2: of men children. <laughs>
3: yeah, there are a lot of men children. A yeah, man
0: child. Now that's an interesting meta-modern concept.
2: Is Billy Zane a man child in Titanic? <laughs> oh,
0: in Titanic. He Ooh, certainly he's a is a unique kind of man child.
3: He's he's very much ego, he's ego-bound. Yeah, he was born um, into privilege.
1: Yeah.
0: huh
3: Yeah. Certainly.
0: Yeah, he wants everything to go his way yeah. all the time. He makes his own luck.
3: Oh, he does make his own luck.
2: Was that supposed to be like an ironic line? Because he, he doesn't make his own luck. He's just privileged. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, you're right. He was, he's the heir to a steel dynasty, basically. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that's what he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah steel.
3: So he doesn't
2: Pitchford make steel. his own luck.
0: No, he just, it's just got like lucky. That, uh, yeah, got that luck.
2: guy that's in the news for talking about avocado toast. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did not. No. There's some like, like real estate mogul that was like these kids today buying four dollar coffees four times a day and buying nineteen dollars, like avocado toast. <laughs> like no, like no reference towards the rest of the world and like what actually what what people are actually buying. That's that's kind of Billy Zane. kind of mirrors that.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Avocado toast. Philly <laughs> Zane did, only has caviar, ninety
2: dollars for avocado. <laughs> wow,
0: there's a shortage.
2: There is a shortage. I I don't know about out here though. So it's, that's true. They're just like two dollars out here. So yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Just bragging about all the avocados. Yeah, I have. Right with
3: avocados. Yeah. Can Can avocados grow in the San Francisco area?
2: No, but it's, okay. Like you, our produce you're... is cheaper just for California.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: But I guess we're ex- still expensive and we're all out here
3: yeah that's that's true. I was
1: just
0: listening to a podcast where a guy interviewed Joe Rogan yesterday, and huh. Joe Rogan claims to eat about twenty avocados a week. That's quite a few avocados. That's a, possibly a, up so to three So we can like, fight
2: and do comedy at the same time. Yes,
0: to a podcast <laughs> and a lot of psychedelic <laughs> drugs. <laughs>
3: really? Oh, yeah. His
2: podcasts are like five hours long. I know.
3: <laughs> really? I don't know, joke. I don't know how this yeah, guy I've does all this stuff.
2: Before. It's like, yeah, I've had them play.
3: They just I keep had
2: going. Alex Jones on his podcast once. It was bizarre. What, what's that? He had Alex Jones on his podcast. Really? Like oh, that hours. guy. Really?
3: Oh, That just made me shiver. (laughs)
2: They're friends. It was it was very strange.
3: Did Did Alec Jones speak normally? Like, does he? Does he have like a persona that turn that he turns off in different situations? Do you know? Or like
2: what he's claiming in court? Yeah, the lawsuit. He's claiming that he's a performance artist. You
3: know. Oh, really? Which just like
2: appeals to the
0: worst parts of humanity? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I, sh-
0: I know very little about Alex Jones. I just – I'm amazed that that name was rarely mentioned and that ever since Trump got elected, he's, like, one of the most <laughs> mentioned names of, like,
2: anyone. Yeah. If you're, like – if you hang out on the depths of the internet, like, like uh. people spit on people's periphery. But, yeah, it was yeah. – it's – he has a lot of interesting – I can't uh, – he has a lot of trash things that he's yeah. said, a lot of conspiracy theories. But, yeah, apparently – I I can't really like take Joe Rogan seriously because he's like friends with Alex Jones. Yeah,
0: that's so crazy. You know something that that I have to admit right now is that you know that general yeah, no, that that uh, general snobbery uh, like <laughs> that intro <laughs> of like the little sound bits from like different movies and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Um one of them happens to be Alex Jones. <laughs> By mistake. <laughs> really yeah because he he is in the movie waking life richard linklater's waking life which is like one of my favorite movies ever and there's like a two-minute part where alex jones is like driving a car down the streets with like a megaphone blaring and he's just like ranting about how people are like just living meaningless lives and there's actually like interesting things so at the at the end when that guy screams the truth
2: is out there in front of you
0: that is, I must have been Alex him? Jones. Okay. So we might have to make some changes. Wow!
2: <laughs> Just like dub your voice saying the same yeah. thing. <laughs>
3: the truth is out there in front of you. But
0: Richard Linklater <laughs> wrote it, so technically. Yeah. But
2: but what if that was an Im- like what if that was improv?
0: <laughs> yes, that is
3: very Linklaterian. <laughs> yeah. How do you turn his name into an adjective? <laughs> Linklaterian. <laughs> Linklaterian.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sean and I have an interesting history with the movie *Waking Life*. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> have you seen it?
2: I oh. know it's like the animated one, right? Yeah. The rotoscope yeah. film. I haven't seen it. No. I I can't I can't get into his movies. I feel really bad. Like the, he does *Before Sunset*, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I don't know. There's something about Ethan Hawke. I just can't stand. <laughs> After *Lord know. of
3: War*, you just can't look at <laughs> Ethan Hawke the same way.
2: Well, I saw this this like PBS thing where Ethan Hawke was, like, getting ready to play Macbeth on um, Broadway. And uh-huh. he goes to, like, an expert, and he's, like, looking at, like, what the first folio. So I'm, like, already jealous. And then he's, like, oh, what does murder mean? And the guy just, like, looks at him, and he's, like, murder. Like, I was, like, dude, you can't read around the words and, you know, figure it out like the most obvious one like there's plenty there's plenty of things in shakespeare that it's like okay what is this metaphor mean but that one just it run me the wrong way and i couldn't look look at him the same ever since
3: that's hilarious
2: i like the in Gattaca. yeah that's the name of that movie right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
0: he's good, good in that
3: training day
2: uh, oh yeah that's good
3: he was but, uh married to uma thurman that's right I think they met uh, when they filmed Gattaca. That makes and, sense. And then she was Poison Ivy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's true. And she talks like Mae West in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: And she will get you unless you're wearing rubber oh, lips. Rubber lips. <laughs> oh, my Lord.
2: <laughs> and the girl from Clueless is in that movie as Batgirl.
3: Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's like, supposed
2: to be from England and has no English accent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's Uncle Alfred.
2: Talks- <laughs> Doesn't she call him like Uncle Alfie or something? I don't know. I don't oh,
3: remember. Oh, Uncle A Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She rides motorcycles at night in like the, the scary part of Gotham where there are just like bridges oh, yeah, 100 stories in the air. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Coolio lives there. Oh, yeah.
3: Coolio and people with like neon paint.
2: <laughs> yeah. Those are the burners, yeah. The, is
3: that they're, what they're called?
2: No, I think like the burning man reference. Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definite people you'd find at some like music fest.
2: Yeah, they're they're just there for you know a good time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we've we've swam far beyond Titanic into this. Yeah, swamp. we're we're into the vastness okay. of the ocean. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Amazing. I guess that's what. The end of modernism does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Once the ship sinks, you're just left you with the ocean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Do you know, any, uh, any thoughts to, uh, to bring this one back to bring it to explosion? Cause I think that that's kind of where we're at, uh,
2: the, <laughs> iceberg.
0: the iceberg underrated character.
2: Yeah. Best character. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It kind of would have been nice if the iceberg had been a little more personified, almost the way that, like, the ring is from the Lord of the Rings. Like, maybe as they're approaching the iceberg, it just gives this, like, hissing, scary, like, like distant scream, like. <sighs> or oh, it
2: had, like a, like, a frowny face on it.
3: That could too. <laughs> just iceberg right ahead, just frowny. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but that scene like right before the iceberg hits is like it's really good it's like you still think that well maybe yeah. it won't hit the iceberg I know yeah and nobody's seeing yeah. it in like all these like actors this is their one scene and they're like here I go I'm gonna act the crap out of this why aren't they turning
3: <laughs> you're right that is really, really funny I always it. think that they're not gonna hit it even though. I yeah, know and even know when they, they do, do hit them. it I think
0: like oh man well maybe it'll stay afloat <laughs> How? How, how does that happen?
2: Uh, I don't know. Hmm. He just did a really good job of like making it suspenseful.
0: I'd like to see a Lynch version of Titanic. <laughs> that iceberg would just be amazing. It would like haunt people's dreams leading up to it and like lead to some alternate dimension that would have Zane as like this hero.
2: Zane is Billy Pullman. Uh-huh. Uh from Lost High. Jack Highway. would be Kel- uh McLachlan the twin peaks guy and then but kind, Zane
0: kind of matches the McLachlan hair a little more mm.
2: yeah but i think like he has to do dennis hopper would be would be billy zane's character
1: dennis hopper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> blue ribbon
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and what about the the mystery man from uh from Lost Highway, that,
2: Lost cr- Highway?
1: What's
2: that? I instead of calling on the phone, he would do like what is that called Morse code? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> a- I <I'm>
0: match <laughs> I'm in your cabin. Don't you yeah. remember? <laughs> Morse code me.
2: Oh
1: wow! Morse code
0: yeah. Me. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: The iceberg, I guess, would be that like creepy man who like that dream monster guy in Mulholland drive that, that guy finds
2: That's that nightmare fuel for me. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, I think something I often forgotten about David Lynch is that he did the movie, the elephant man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause it's yeah, I like, how, as I've read the elephant man is his most, um, how would they say, uh, accessible, accessible film. <laughs> and it is, uh, I used to show that to my students, uh, in the morality class I taught them. And it was, uh, they always thought it was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Like disturbs them. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I showed the movie, parts of the movie when we did Frankenstein, same response. (laughs) Oh yeah. Which you showed that movie when
2: you did Frankenstein? Or did you show the Kenneth Braun of Frankenstein?
0: Uh, I did, uh, I think clips of the elephant man, like one day to just talk about uh, when, I think the family finds the creature, you know, and they all freak out because he's been talking to their blind dad. Um, And then I think I showed bits of the Kenneth Branagh, if not the whole movie.
2: Robert De Niro as the creature, as the captain of the boat, would probably be (laughs) the best version of this movie.
3: True. Insanely meta. (laughs)
1: It'd be so meta. (laughs)
0: I think we're kind of losing transmission here, or at least I am.
1: Yeah, you are. Oh,
0: yeah. I just uh, that- I just muted my video just to try to get the audio back and check since it's being recorded.
3: Is that a reference to uh, Apollo 13? Clint Howard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got our Clint Howard reference in, yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, uh, we, we brought it to iceberg. We've brought it to iceberg. Uh, I love the, the snobbing tangents that can happen in this sort of thing. And, um, Amanda, I hope this is something that you and any other listeners, if they exist, enjoy just how it's, it's, it's sort of the, what we, what we like to do a lot is talk about something and then let, let the conversation go wherever it is. Even if that includes vast tangents on the room Batman and Robin Go very far very
1: far. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Somehow we know it will come back and we'll find yeah. something to say about broad overarching themes of society and culture. So
0: it's like the, Jack which is Dawson's fun. life, you
3: know. You just kind of yeah. keep going,
0: did
2: everything. and yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: take you. Next thing you know, you're you're the king of the world. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're the king of the world. Yeah,
3: I call Fabrizio. I'm Fabrizio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dang it! I got
3: Zane. and <laughs> I I don't die. Ooh, you dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you suck, man. <sighs> well. That was fun. Thanks for coming on, yeah. Amanda.
2: Thanks so much. Yeah, it was Absolutely.
0: a lot of fun. We'll yeah, we really
3: appreciate it. Definitely Batman yes, and Robin. Yes,
2: please. Batman and Robin. Blade, if you're ever interested in Blade. During snipes. Yeah, snipes.
3: Yeah, snipes that. That's for
0: sure. Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be getting some snipes soon with the little white men can't jump.
2: Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to do a triple feature. That's
3: mm-hmm. one of them.
2: Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm.
3: So... Yeah, Amanda, we truly thank you so much. It's It's been wonderful to invite you into our snobbing journey via social media and finally to get a chance to, uh, you know, take your request, Titanic, and make it a real thing with you. So it's just been really awesome. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was so much fun.
3: Yeah, it was. And it was great to learn that if, if we had to describe our podcast in <laughs> three words or four, it might be Adam Sandler and philosophy (laughs) sort of these, these two sides of a spectrum. (laughs) So, so thanks for that. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you listener for coming with us on this journey. Yes. Without you, uh, it wouldn't be, well, it would be possible, but it's just nice that you're here. (laughs) (laughs) So we wish you the best and we, we bid you a good, a good snob. (laughs) 拜拜